Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, hello, hello. I am calling in from Phoenix in my lovely little room here before I head to my event. And I'm so excited to be having Dr. Garrett Goggins as my guest today. Uh, We just got done with uh, the 100 Millionaires Summit in Orlando. So it has been a whirlwind. And Garrett, first of all, welcome to the show. This is Amplified. Thank you for having me. This is is quite a, um, I feel very honored to be on this with you. Well, thank you. I, I am excited because I'm going to do a totally different, not a totally different show, but a quite a different show today. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, which really are the Key Smiling Movement, which is my baby, my my uh, my nonprofit foundation with director, um, executive director, Andrea, Dr. Andrea Adams Miller and Barry Shore. And they have been instrumental in keeping us alive for seven years. And it's constantly hitting that little tease of a tipping point so we're happy about that and then perfect publishing which uh we're so excited that you're one of the tribe family members and uh authors leaders and legacy people we believe in that is part of the uh the true uh, the, the tribe and the family um but here's what makes us unique i'm not going to do a bio because i don't have it handy i don't have your book handy i went last week to these uh events wondering in a way if i'd I would survive. I I did something funky last week. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know when you add one thing and then another thing and another thing, and that's that that saying the straw that broke it. Right. Well, I had a straw break my back uh, last Monday. Uh, so one hour from now in the East Coast, I ate something that must have been the straw because it wasn't agreeable to my wife or my myself. But she was able to beep through it with just the normal. This is not agreeable. And you know, have the little issues in the bathroom. I, I did not. I went. I went down for the count with uh, something that felt like arthritis. Um, I mean, pancreatitis. No, not pancreatitis. Uh, what is it? Appendicitis. Appendicitis. So it was so serious. I said to my wife, I said, I I don't know if I'm going to have the same burst while I'm on a plane. She says, go to urgency right now. So I went, and uh, when they checked me out and they touched my belly, and I was just not screaming, but I was like, this is really uncomfortable. They said, you need to go to emergency right now. There's something happening. Mm -hmm. I was there for 11 hours. So today is the first day I've had a normal bathroom situation. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited that I'm alive again. And, uh, you know, you need these things from God to awaken you and say, one, you're doing too much. Two, you need to do things better. Three, your health and wellness are the only thing to keep you moving forward. So this is why this show is unique because I'm just happy to be here with you, Gary. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that makes it even more of an honor because I, you know, that's, 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 that's the thing. And I'm glad that you're here with us too. So, well, I wanted to talk about a couple things before we even do the bio. I want to do a little gratitude moment. I want to say, one of my favorite things in my life is my son, and he has given me a new light as to how important it is to do children's books. And you re- you referred um, Selena Nelson over, and she is doing probably one of the most exciting children's books uh, themes. She's got a book coming out next month, in about three weeks even, called The Seed. She's going to be joining us. I wanted you to be first. It didn't feel right to have her on and then have you on at a later date. So I just want to thank you for... Um, nominating and referring her she obviously was nominated first to do the dose dose of hope which is also coming out with her and you in the same book so that's pretty cool too and it's so cool when you can look around a room and say these are all important people this one's in a compilation called dose of hope this one this one and you're able to say one that the project attracted but two this is love These, these are all people of hope and i'll say that the more people you have in your circle that bring hope the more healthy you will be in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chris, she's a amazing woman and her, her story and where the seed came from is it has such a good message that I think needs to be delivered to kids, right? This is, a, this is the thing that's lacking in the world today is this, the growth piece that 
um, that your son and all the children books that you're putting out there are are teaching the the, the kids. And so it's 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 the, with the right connection. But that's that's how God works, right? He he brings us. He says, "Hey, let's get you introduced to Doctor Smiley," and then I do this and like, "Hey, I know a cool person for you as well." And it just it just goes from there, and you just get the right people, the right resources to make what the messages that are supposed to get out there out there. Well, I don't know if you've heard the story, so you may be one of the first to hear this, um, but this is definitely the first time I shared it live on air. But uh, do you know Renee Orzachowski? I mean, she's. do you know her before she set you up for the show? No. Okay. So Dr. Michelle Mraz said, you need a VA and you need someone powerful that can actually keep up with your speed. And I said, I do. I do. <laughs> so she, she uh, recommended Renee and because we we just talked and it, I didn't know it was going to be a hit off kind of thing but as we grew we started seeing muscle and it's funny but your nomination of Selena did not necessarily come to be fulfilled until I had an illustrator and we had a hell of a time finding an illustrator I don't know if you know the backdrop on this but it was 35 hours or more we spent trying to find the right illustrator because you can find a great illustrator but are they available mm-hmm. you can find an illustrator that um, is perfect for the project but can they deliver it uh, in the time that you need it for Christmas. And all these things, it was just knocking out people left and right. And Renee is the one who came up with uh, the nomination and it was the last interview. It was like a Rudy story or a Hollywood story. Because <laughs> we'd gone through, uh, so I had gone through 35 or 36 of them. That's how I know it's 35 or 36 hours, okay? <laughs> so I'd gone through 35 or so. And I, no- I knocked it down to about, I think six or seven for Selena to interview herself. I said, this is your turn. I mean, I've gone through first wave and everyone was at zilch. And Renee says, I have one person. And she did, she had Tori Meyer and Tori Meyer is in Colorado Springs. All the people were everywhere else, <laughs> everywhere else. And, and Selena did not know Tori. And so they're like this right now. I mean, yeah. they are, they are tight and they have a beautiful project, but, uh, I was hoping that uh, Dr. Michelle Mraz would be able to make it to the quote unquote studio and she has made it. So, you want to give a quick hello real quick? I guess that is a quick hello real quick when you say quick, quick twice. <laughs> hello real quick. <laughs> no, talk, so talk briefly about uh, the connection you have with, uh, with Robert and Garrett. Well, geez. Robert, actually, I've met him before, but the one thing that steps out the most for me is at my Hold My Crown, Women of Grit, Share Stories of Resilience book launch in Colorado Springs. He didn't have a book. He had bought the download, right? He had the Kindle. And I said, and? He says, I want you to sign my Kindle. I'm like, and? He has took a screenshot and then gave me his stylus and I signed my very first digital book. <laughs> and then what Dr. Goggin, uh, Goggins is what um, we've met because your sister introduced us. Yeah. Um, she reached out to me and we met for coffee and she said, you have got to meet my brother. And I said, oh, really? She said, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to my brother. And then that's how we got connected. And that was, really? yeah, okay. a couple of years ago. Well, I asked her to come down to kind of tie the knot because it's not, it's very rare. She was supposed to be in Colorado Springs and her plane's canceled. So I said, why don't you fly to the Phoenix event and just hang here? She, we're writing a book together. I said, so you can just use my computer and write while I'm in the event. So that's why it says unique show, Garrett. It is a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, there. first of all, you haven't been able to talk. That's pretty unique. And so... <laughs> <laughs> So if you'll let everyone know, I will be down on time. Thank you. Right. Thanks, for stopping by. Stop. Thanks for stopping by the studio. <laughs> All right, Garrett. So um, I would like you to get, I mean, the first part of the Dose of Hope is actually how did you create who you are? So if you'd be so kind, we'll kind of cover the bio and then we'll cover at the end whatever's missing. But uh, let's, let's start with uh, who you are, where you're born and uh, what your childhood was like, and if there was something that happened in your childhood, obviously, that caused you to be who you are today. So, who I am. So, I'm, yeah, Dr. Garrett Goggins. Where I was born, I was actually born in Indio, California. Um, and everybody's, where's Indio? Well, it's right next to Palm Springs. So, we lived in Palm Springs, and for some reason, I went to the Indio Hospital. I have no idea why. Um, so, I was born in Indio, California, but I've been in Colorado Springs uh, for, I, I call it home, because I've been here since I was in second grade. And I'm old now, not old, I'm 48, 48 now. So we've been here for a while. So I'm an adopted Colorado, Coloradan, Coloradan. Um, But, and was it my childhood? Okay, sure. 16. When I was 16, I dropped out of high school, ran away from home. And um, the story there is I really didn't run away from home. I was running away from religion. 
I was not ready for um, for religion at that point in my life. But uh, a lot of was it specific religion? We, we were it was a non non denominational church, okay. but I mean maybe a little bit more strict than than most, but nothing outlandish, right? It wasn't like my mom was abusive and this and that and blah blah blah. It wasn't. It was just I just was rebellious, so I rebelled and. Um, you know, um, had some ambition. So I, I, although I ran away from home, dropped out of high school, I was working two full-time jobs. I was paying rent. I was, I was doing whatever, but I was still immature. So my maturity level did not really match my ambitious, my ambition level. And so I did, I did some bad things, but, um, uh, what age was this? 16, 16. Um, so long story short, went, my dad came and we back. got time we got time baby this is not a long story short kind of game you can, you can go long story medium how about that long story medium so yeah i did a lot of things i mean i think when i was 16 was probably when there um had some addictions um to was mainly alcohol um but my dad came back from korea he was stationed in korea and he he convinced me he gave me like i don't know of any other parent that would do this right he comes back from korea and he, he was stationed there he said look i need you to go back to high school um, and I want you to, I want you to go back so bad that I'm going to make this deal with you and move with me to Kentucky Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and go back to school. We can, we can set up a homeschool situation and that'll be your job. I'll actually give you a paycheck. As long as you are doing the school thing, that will be, I will give you a paycheck to make that happen. And I had made a deal with myself. I was like, all right, if I do this, cause I knew that now I'm 17 pushing 18 and I'm like, my life is not going where I want it to go. So if I do this, I'm going to go all the way. So I took him up on that, that offer, went to Kentucky, got my high school, I completed my, uh, my junior and senior year in one year. And then I went to, um, to trade school. So I got a, a, an associate's degree, not trade school, but an associate's degree in, in, um, architectural and structural design and drafting. So went there and I got really addicted to uh, the software, the CAD software. And I'm like, okay, well, I said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get the doctorate. I knew I was going to do it. I just didn't exactly know. How'd you, how you know that? How'd you know that? And why, why was that so important to you? Because it was, it was a proof to myself. It was a very expensive proof, you know, for myself that I, I can accomplish whatever I wanted to accomplish. And so I knew that I was going to do that. Um, and it, it sorry, sorry, I'm just, Garrett. I'm sorry. I, I'm blown away. You just knew it. I mean, you can't. I, so for me, it was because my grandmother had it. It was because they were authors that I had to be. And it took me 39 years to figure out all that stuff because I always said I wanted, I wanted, and I never did, did, did. So my mom getting Alzheimer's and me being a caregiver were tightening the knot of life is mortal and you can die. And are you going to freaking do this? Is this what you want or not? And, it, and I wanted a purpose driven life. And I wanted to be an author and I wanted to be a doctor, a doctorate, a doctorate. Mm -hmm. My point is tell, tell, tell our audience more. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and I'm not going to say that that journey was just like an immediate thing. Right. It, right. Cause there's so many setbacks. Um, but it, it was this deal that I made with myself because when I ran away from home and, and I did not want that stigma of being, Oh, you're a high school dropout runaway, right? So therefore, any anything if I didn't have success, that was not going to be the reason. Was I was going to do whatever I could to get whatever success I was looking for. And that really that and this this piece that my dad had so much he, he this belief that he had pretty much the majority of my life was me borrowing the belief of others, right? It was just this thing. And he had so much of this belief in me that I did one, I did not want to disappoint that because I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm doing this. And he was like, yes, go, go for it. And so, uh, so many setbacks, so many, uh, these, these, uh, two steps forward, three steps back situations. And then I was like pivoting because I again started in architecture and I shifted to computer. Give science. an example of a, a two, three, a two, three. So, um, the, the, the first was, uh, I got married uh, to my first wife and I had, I had my boys. Right. And, and so I have three kids, but, the, but my daughter, I had out of high school. What, I mean, do you want to give shout outs to him? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my daughter, Cora, my grandson, Jesse, um, very interesting story there. Like saw her when she was two 
And then her mom took her out of country. I didn't, I didn't meet her again until she was 20. So, um, and then she had my grandson, Jesse. So we, we, we have reconnected and have built this amazing relationship. She's, mm. you know, for the past 10 years, um, my middle son, Brayden, um, Brayden is just like my kids and just like you and your son. Right. So Brayden is just this insane, highly intelligent person that, you know, you talk about college. So he finished high school at 16 pre-med student. Now he's 17. Wow. He's about, and that's just <laughs> so many, so many pieces of that there. And then my youngest son at Parker, um, just, just another mate. These kids do so much that everybody's like, "Oh, you you raised them right." And like, there wasn't really. They were just good. Kids. I mean, maybe I had a part in that, but these these guys are just they just they just blow me away. You are um, too humble, Garrett. Yeah. You are way too humble. It's bad so, boy. Bad boy. <laughs> hey, humility is a, humility is a good thing, but they're they're easy kids. They were great kids, and they're just they're just blowing my mind with the things that they're accomplishing. And um. So just, yeah, shout out to all. Of you. It is called role modeling, by the way. Yeah. I feel like my role modeling started um, later on in life uh, because of this. So what we're talking about, right? Those, those, those setbacks. So um, 2009, yeah, 2009, I uh, got divorced from their mom. And then just three months later, lost, lost my job because of the housing market crash. This is when I was in architecture. Yeah. And so that was a pivot though, that pushed me to the next degree. Um and that's because I wanted to get in computer science. I felt like there was that was a big thing that was happening. You know, we had the dot com situation that was going on. So housing market crash dot com was coming into play. So like, let's just jump on the dot com bandwagon. And then that went completely awry. So there I was. So two steps forward, got married, had kids. Things were going great. Well, uh, got divorced, lost jobs. Like, cool, let's do the dot com. Let's get into computer science. Started moving forward. This dot com crash couldn't find a job to save my life because all these guys that were in the dot com thing had all this experience that I didn't have. So um, I was unemployed for three years, um, and that was that was a very interesting time. Just had you know moved back in with my parents, and it was it was there was that. So, I, but I finally got employed and started moving forward again got married again, um, didn't have kids with her, but got divorced and then lost my job all within a few months. So it was, that was my cycle of life. It seemed like, um, mm. in my second marriage is when I finally got the doctorate and, um, but I found a different passion. So the computer science thing. So I have a doctorate in computer science, but that's, that's not where, that's not necessarily where I, I spend most of my time. It's most of my time is in the, is in the mindset coaching piece and, right. and, being here with this, that's where this dose of hope comes, right? Giving people this hope that I was finding all these successes in life, right? I'm one of the few, you know, that percentage is so small here in America who have a doctorate, but I never felt like that success, but I never felt successful. And it was because I was holding on to like all this guilt from when I, I mean, when I was 16, this guilt of running away from home and what I did to my mother and all this guilt and yes, guilt can be a great thing um, as far as information, but when you hold on to it for that long, it becomes a blocker. And, you know, Garrett, I'd like to cut in and say, uh, there's a gentleman that I'm, I may have to introduce you to as a gift. Cause you know, when we introduce people to each other, those are gifts, right? right. And, uh, this guy's name is AKA action. And he is a hip hop artist that will not use curse words because he has a daughter and he has, he has the grill. A white guy, um, kind of Eminem-ish, I guess. And we may be writing a book together called Love and Hope. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is the reason we're writing the book is that when he was on the show about a month ago, which I encourage you to check out, he shared a blueprint. And the blueprint is he deals with people that are meth uh, addicted. They're, they're into everything. And he, with his heart, knows the pain that they're in. He knows that they can't get out of it. And so he's he has this blueprint. I don't have it cold right now, but it, basically it's one of the things is forgive yourself mm. and it's it's a it's a really big piece of it and then it's and then there's the gratitude there's a lot of things you'd predict that's in there but he says um you know go for being off the meth for just an hour like and and really know that you can do that and then when it's one hour just go one more hour and he and he doesn't make and then when you slip in day three or whatever forgive yourself and go again and I just love that you reminded me with your two and three that you're still kind of in there with a lot of other people that, that hold on to that. And, you know, I've kind of recently forgiven myself of some stuff and it's really been power, empowering and freeing. Yeah. Well, and that, that's to me, that's what launched me. 
when because I was again I wasn't finding successes that I was looking for. I was always you know that 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 self-image right it's there's a book psycho cybernetics i love the book and he talks about how that self-image is going to set that boundary of what you're going to be able to achieve Mm -hmm. and that self-image of myself because i was holding on to that guilt was so low that i had no choice but to go back down to rock bottom because that's where i felt like i deserved to be and so um it was you get into the self-sabotaging and all that and i love the forgiveness because it, it was when i forgave myself for doing that and I did a whole talk about this, this thing with my mother and reconnecting with her and forgiving myself and, and, and for all those things, stuff, things just started to happen. It was so weird. Right. So now that all the progression forward, it, it wasn't a battle. And I, I always, I always laugh at people when they go <laughs> to this, the self, the self-development like, Oh, this work is so hard. I'm like, you make it hard because you just have to let go and understand that this is, a, this is a blast. And when you start having fun with it and do the self-discovery and, and who it is you want to be and what it takes to get there, it's like a roller coaster ride. And, and we're not talking like roller coaster, like the ups and downs that even flows in life, but those down things are exciting. The up times are exciting. Everything is exciting because we're living within this hope. And that's, that's why I really loved your, when I was introduced to you with the, with the dose of hope, I was like, heck yeah, man, I'm on this one because that's, that's, that's the message is we can do this. We can do yeah, this we, together. We became like instant brothers with that project. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't, we did not talk that we had one conversation that was just so powerfully and so connected. And when we talk, we feel like we're brothers. I mean, for me, for me, I feel like I'm your brother and we have, we talk whenever we want and we, just have an affinity or i should say i have an affinity to the fact that i relate so much to you it's really well, cool. and we look like brothers so it, 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 makes, like it, it makes sense it really does um yeah you know that that conversation that introduction i feel like our missions are are in complete alignment with each other and so it's it was very um it was it it was how do i it was it was right on time because richard a, a gentleman richard parsons introduced us and oh, is Rich Parsons? I apologize. Yeah. So it, yeah. we're one rigory off. I think it was Robert Peterson introduced me to Rich, and then Rich to you. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, but he was just like Garrett. You need to meet this guy because your guys, you you're you're in line with each other. And then we met and we had the conversations. Like heck yeah, we are. That's and this is where we're at. So um, I guess that is that long long meeting. That, that is. Meeting? I want to I want to throw in it's it. Uh, You've never had me. Uh, you've never had me view this quote as a literal epiphany, even though it would be kind of an obvious epiphany. And it's Henry Ford: "Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right." right. And in this particular uh, conversation we're having, it is so loud that had you been given this quote, I'd been given this quote when we were 16, and 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 told this quote will actually drive your life. <laughs> like if you believe it, you will have it. If you believe it can't, you will not have it. It's that simple. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's the sabotage part. When we say we're not worthy, we're saying we're going to believe that we cannot. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? So we are going to break in a a couple minutes. Uh, So I wanted to round out, uh, I guess, let's talk about your doctor program. What what was that like for you? Um, I think that's what actually killed my second... (laughs) <laughs> um, because it's, it takes so much, there's a lot of time. Um, and, and, but it, it took a lot of time and I had kids obviously with my first, with my first wife. So it was dedicating time with them, sports, this, that scouts, like your son's in scouts. So it was a scouting program was a big thing for us. Um, so dedicating that that time but then when i wasn't with them i was dedicating most of my time to the doctorate and so there was a lot of neglect for my second wife and um so that that was a thing it was that was you should have waited to the pandemic like i did i waited to the pandemic and just wrote it from two o'clock to seven o'clock every morning while everyone was asleep every day every day (laughs) (laughs) that would have been the pandemic wasn't there um so but you know that that was my ownership on that though and it it it, it, it was a huge disconnect between her and I. And then that was something that we really couldn't get back, but it was um, the, in computer science. Like I really should, and I should have known this then um, because I, I'm more of a gear towards the people. So all that was computer science, it really should have been about 
this computer science is a, is a DCS, so doctorate of computer science. It really should have been a PhD because I was looking at human behavior on mm-hmm. um, applying. Isn't human behavior the best? It is. And I mean, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about my favorite beha- human behaviorist, which is Malcolm Gladwell, and he ties it into business. So I, I, we're going to talk about that when we get back in two minutes. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Jeff Spinard, who is looking down from heaven. He is the guy who actually created, founded uh, Voice America, and Robert Cellino, who believes in this show and Voice America for all the wonderful production they do. I'd also like to thank Men Fashion, menfashion.com. They still dress me uh, almost every single Monday. I uh, love them. And Perfect Publishing. If it wasn't for Perfect Publishing and my mom passing of Alzheimer's, you and I would not have had the conversation of doing your book, which we will talk in depth in the second segment. So we will be back in a couple minutes, and I have a little hook, a little surprise about today being the last day, the last day, Garrett, of something that affects my son. That's a that's a cliffhanger, isn't it? That's a cliffhanger. I mean, when you're looking when you're looking for that, ugh. and you know what? I'm going to throw this out. I, I don't know if I'm going to get in legal trouble, but um, my Apple Watch is charged, and if Apple would like to sponsor the show, you can call me. I will wear this every single show. All right? How about that? <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes. This is Ken Rashan on Amplified Voice America. Stay amplified for the next two minutes. Enjoy the enjoy the previews you're going to hear on top of the ones we just gave you. We'll be back in two minutes. Thanks. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back for the second segment. And with that cliffhanger, I will cut to it very, very soon. But again, a big thank you to the keysmilingmovement.com. If you are looking for hope, the dose of hope is there. And if you want to meet and read about lovely gentlemen like Dr. Garrett Goggins, Selena, and all these people that have actually shared their story of how they created who they are and the gift of their who becoming high enough that they found love in who they are, and respect for who they are, that they gave themselves a gift of a purpose, a why. And with that why being as impactful as their who, they actually created a how they changed the world. So I am so excited to have Garrett Arn. This is uh, my thank you to him for not only all he does, but uh, to share with the world what a beautiful heart he has. So cliffhanger coming up. Today is the last day for my son to sell popcorn for the Boy Scouts. (laughs) 
And uh, with that, for those of you who are so tired of me asking you to buy popcorn for my son, I will tell you that tomorrow is a new day for me. I will not be asking you to do that. My son has done, believe it or not, about 25, maybe even as high as 30 videos. Every time I say, hey, Kenny, if you're not hitting doors, you're making videos because I got to send videos to people. So that they And they, they're custom videos. So, And I love the way he does them because I, I'll give him like a couple things and he'll say, I got it. And he'll just do it and he'll get it a little wrong. And it's just fun. <laughs> but uh, a couple things about the Boy Scouts. And I'd like you to share a couple things about the Boy Scouts. All right. And mm-hmm. and whatever you want. <clears throat> so over 500 million boys have gone through Boy Scouts from the inception of Boy Scouts. There are 2.2 million uh, Boy Scouts right now active. And I have uh, a little photo here of Kenny's progress in a second. Um, first of all, he was at number 57 out of 100 in his troop. He was at 1,393 in his council, which is kind of the Maryland area. He was number 66,000 in the nation when he started this 10 days late, which was roughly 12 days ago or maybe 14 days ago. But today, <clears throat> he is number one in his pack. He is number four in the Council of Maryland, and he's number 221 um, in the United States of America. So I'm proud of what he's accomplished. And he has been told if he doesn't hit $136 more, he does not hit the big 12,000 um, you know, point level. And... You know, people get upset with these uh, popcorn sales in the Boy Scouts. Some of them, I shouldn't say people, I should say some people get upset because of how expensive the popcorn is. It's $27 for a bag of popcorn. And what they're missing is that they're actually funding a future leader. And yes, if it was no profit towards the Boy Scouts or it was no profit to the popcorn, something would fall. This is a this is a mathematical equation that allows Trails End, that's the company, right? Trails End, to support and partner with the boy scouts and yes they make a living and it's not uh outrageous i think they give it looks like about 80 percent is what i'm seeing on the math here <clears throat> like if you're paying 27 dollars and 19 dollars is going to the boy scouts that's that's a pretty hefty amount what people may not realize is that in that money they still have to buy the prizes <laughs> for these mm-hmm. kids and it's a lot of math and you know just getting a book done last week which kind of was the straw that i was referring to earlier the chapters came in two weeks later than they were supposed to. And I'd never been so far behind on a project and I'd never had so many things to get this tour going to juggle. And it just broke me. And we got the we got the, to print, we got the print file to them Thursday. They printed it Friday, it gets here at 7 p.m. tonight for me to show at my talk tomorrow. I mean, this is dicey, mm-hmm. at least. And I don't like operating that way. <clears throat> it's not how I operate. It's not how Perfect Publishing operates. So that's why I said this is a unique show. I'm coming clean. That was a tough week for me. That was one of the hardest weeks I've been. I mean, if you go to ER and you're sitting there for 11 hours and you're happy that you're alive and you're ha- and you just want to know what happened, you are in a state of something's going to change in your life. Something big mm-hmm. change in your life. So I have been uh, on water and oatmeal, uh, Doctor Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been exciting just to get to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yesterday. I had oh. that for dinner. <laughs> you're like yes. <laughs> the best peanut butter and jelly I've ever yeah. had. It's like the one you have after three or four hours in the pool <laughs> on the beach. And it's right. and there's sand in it. And you're eating and you're going, this is the best sand I've ever eaten, too. <laughs> so so here's what I want to share. <clears throat> that $27 popcorn and that $250 donation to the heroes. And by the way, I've had people hit that button and ask for no popcorn. So there's people that get it and there's people that maybe have some problems with it. Mm-hmm. And... When you think about 30% of our cadets that are going through the West Point, Naval Academy, the Air Force Academy, are Boy Scouts and Eagles. Mm -hmm. It says a lot about what this is. This is not brainwashing. This is teaching leaders to actually understand how it is to lead, have values, solve problems. And by the way, values, you cannot underline that enough. A leader that is a leader that doesn't have values is going to be corrupt. They're going to actually ruin an organization. And here's an example, the Boy Scouts. They had somebody that was a leader that looked the other way and allowed things to happen that weren't supposed to happen. But do you kill the organization because there was a bad leader or do you find a new leader to get the thing right again? And that's why I'm with the Boy Scouts is because they did it right. They actually got it right now. They have it right now. Because my son is having the best experience with one of the best packs. And and the guys there are full-time, it feels like. I know they got the real jobs, but I swear, (laughs) with how much energy goes into Boy Scouts, I'm like, I don't know how you guys are doing the amount of hours to prepare for these events, but I, I could never do it. I just support, 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 support. So what would you like to say about the Boy Scouts? 
Yeah, it was it was it was a big thing with with my kids and I. So I was I was the leader. So I was their Cub Scout leader. I was really? that. I was the man, and um, there a lot of time and and a lot of effort that goes into <laughs> making sure. Like they used, you know, they used to call it uh, like how you're talking about the values. Like there was a joke that they used to they used to call it babysitters of America, because there was the I'm just going to drop my kids off. But then there was a huge shift in what the, that the BSA was doing. It's like, no, let's, let's get these parents involved. Mm-hmm. And, and in the whole, this whole story that, you know, you have this timeline of your child's life and from this age to this age, you know, they're, they're babies. And, and so they want to be a part of your life. Right. And then they go to school and they start getting time away from you, but they still want to be a part of your life. And you get to be about, you know, teenage years where you're the parent, you're no longer cool. And so we have to figure out how to, to get in between that time and say, how can I be a influential, influential person in your life? And that's showing up. And so that was cool with, with Boy Scouts of America was getting the parents back involved in their kid's life, going on these camping trips, watching them um, do these things, right? Learn these skills that they wouldn't have not otherwise known. And this is what I'll say, this, this huge testimonial that my son, and we're talking just three weeks ago, my son came to me and said, you know what? Um, I know things today that my friends don't know because of Boy Scouts, because of Boy Scouts. Wow. I've learned, and we're not talking like skill sets. We're talking about like not like starting fires and 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 wood carving. We're talking about getting up in front of people and having giving presentations. Wow! Like like your son, what he's doing with this popcorn? That's a that's a thing. And scouts is get up and talk to people. And mm-hmm. Let's let's get out of this comfort zone, which is we can get into what the growth in as the adult is. Right? We're we're so comfortable, and so there's no growth. But these kids are growing in ways that. There is phenomenal because of the, what scouting is giving them. So I'm a huge proponent. And I actually went from the Cub Scout leader to going and being, they call it Cub Scout roundtables, right? Where I was the leader of the roundtables, teaching these wow. leaders how to, to lead these kids. And um, so you were the, you were the man of the man. Yeah, I was, um, I was, I was in that middle. I was, I was the, the man of the man, but there was like four other men. <laughs> above. Uh, no, but it was cool. And those were the greatest times, right? Those, and we, we can give kids things for Christmas and their birthdays, but what they remember and what my kids always remember are those experiences. We can talk about camping trips and what all that looked like. And they remember those experiences. So that was, it was a really key point in, in, uh, in their growth. So. Well, two points I'll share out of that. First of all, is that you work really hard and then you take your family on a vacation. And no matter how tough the year was or how many bumps there were in the year, when you ask your family what was the best part of the year, they'll all identify it was the vacation, it was the cruise, it was the camping, it was whatever. <clears throat> and those people that are materialistic, workaholic, they don't know that they're missing out on what the real value is of being a family member or a family leader is to be there because the gift is actually time. Mm. And so when you hear about these very successful um, families that have just an abundance of money and then the kids get into really bad things and make really bad choices, they've accelerated the fact that they can afford to get in these bad choices quicker because they didn't have the values. And this is just to be put out there that that is the one thing I've gotten right in life is I put my son first. Um, put my family first because it's the first call I do of the day. It's the last call from the road. I asked my son, he's got to give me two videos a day so I can enjoy him. I give him two videos back a day just so that he has something he can hear whenever he wants to for the day. And I write him a book a year. <clears throat> That's That was one of the best things I came up with for Purple Publishing was my son gets a book a year. I, I write it for him. And if anyone else buys it, that's great. But if no one else buys it, that's fine too. <laughs> it's just my thing of, um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a little older than you. I'm like 96. So, um, so anyway, if, if I pass, I do have these books that my son can always reference <clears throat> and they do the main part they deal with is values. Mm-hmm. Main part is values. And, um, I, I could do a show every single week where it's filled up with what my dad gave me in values. 
even though he was a strict son of a gun and I got in a lot of trouble with him, he was, he was hell bent on making sure that he under, that I left his house at any point, meaning I ran away too, Garrett, <laughs> um, that I knew that my character was my only asset. Right. Right. You can throw away everything. You can lose everything else, but if you lose your character, you got nothing. Yeah. And as well, a military officer, he did make sure that was clear. Well, that's interesting. Cause I, that's what I always said about my mom is that I, I ran whatever, but I always get it's, I am the person I am because of her, not in spite of her. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, that was that thing. Her and my dad and all of they were divorced. Uh, they were very influential in this, this, I was out there and yes, I, I got into alcohol, but there were things I wouldn't do because they gave me morals and values and things that, that other kids were just going off and, and doing whatever. But I'm like, no, I can't do that because my mom would kick my butt. Even today, she would find me, and and that that would be the end of that. So, um, but yeah, so it was you with your mom. Your mom, dad are still alive. Uh, my dad's passed. He passed a few years ago, but my mom is still alive. Yeah. And so you talked to her. Yeah. Time. Good. Every day. Um, that really? Yeah. That is awesome. I, I need to pick up that practice with my dad. My dad, ever since he lost my mom, uh, really wasn't my dad or my or the grandparent anymore. He. Hmm. He went to another, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good either. It just was different. It, he just, mom was the, the rock. Mom was the backbone of the family. She was the drill sergeant. She made everything come together. I, I kid around and tell people, but there was not a week that went by that if mom said, we're going to Taco Bell even, everyone rallied and said, that's where we're going for our family. <laughs> so uh, we have a book to discuss. And um, to the audience, uh, we have a huge tour we're doing where we're really launching Dr. Goggin's book, and it is going to start off, it looks like in Colorado Springs, then go to Denver, and that's around the end of November. We don't have tight dates, but it looks like 29th and 30th of November. We are launching The Seed, obviously at that time as well, and uh, roughly 12 other, 10 other authors, we'll call it. And then we're flying out to Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Author Expo, a couple hundred authors there. Then we head to Times Square, do a little author mixer, and then go to Times Square that evening to see the flip of your book, Dr. Goggins. And that is a gift I am giving you because I love you and I want your book to really get the light at the end of the day and the Christmas season. So when we share it, people can buy And you've done some new work on it, so uh, it's going to be really nice to, for those who have read it, to buy another copy. Mm. What do you think? I think, yeah, it's a good I, like it. I think it's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then, of course, they can get your dose of hope. But uh, I, I want to talk a little more about that book, and then I want to talk about uh, what you have in plans for next year. Okay, so after uh, uh, New York, then we go to D.C., and your book will be featured at the Library of Congress. And then we're going to New York. I mean, to Florida for a couple little uh, book gatherings in Tampa and or Orlando. So let's tell the people about why you wrote the book, what the book's about, and what they'll get out of the book. The book is was um, uh, it so, but so title for lead, we'll lead in because when that second divorce happened and lost the job, right? Then I I began to realize that I had. Well, I actually have to tell the story that I went to an I went to this training event where the the speaker had said something to me or to the crowd, but I felt like she was talking to me, right? She. She said that whatever success you find in life or whatever success you don't find in life has nothing to do with external circumstances. Other people has everything to do with you. And when I started going through my second divorce, um, I was like, okay. And I lost my job. I was like, okay, why do I keep ending up here? And if this, what this person said to me is true, what about me needs to change? Um, So there's something about me that keeps bringing me to this place. And so um, I had this this mentor i was like just i know that he read a lot of books and i wasn't a big reader even though i had the doctorate i just didn't read self-development type books i was i read other types of books but um i was like give me some books because there's some changes in me that have have to to shift here so he, he did and i just went on this this self-discovery i don't call it self-development i, I always call it self-discovery and it's because if you do self-development right, you begin to realize or discover who it is that you you want to become mm-hmm. and who it is you currently are and what you need to shift to 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 make that 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 thing happen. So I was really in this reading everything, taking master classes, taking courses from Bob Proctor, Les Brown. I was just really into the self, the self-discovery mode. And while I was in there, I was 
I, I have to process things in a way where I either have to talk to people or I have to write it down. I have to do something to kind of wrap my head around what's going on. So I was talking to people and they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You sound weird, <laughs> right? Because it's a different, it's a different language at that point. <laughs> and even my friend, my best friend, who's still my best friend, he was like, if you start talking about your aura, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to slap you, right? So he, because they, they just didn't understand what, everything that was going on. Yeah, but you, you were speaking a language called enlightenment. Yeah. And and if they're not in enlightened language, it really does sound like a foreign language. It does. Well, th and that's so true. And but I, I couldn't find the people that I just didn't have that tribe yet. And they were starting to come about, right? You you the resources and the things and those people like this one mentor I had, and I met my second mentor, and she was she was really taking me to the next level. And she was like, just sit with yourself for a little bit. I'll give her a shout out. Yeah, Dolly, Dolly Cena. She was um, pivotal, pivotal for me. And how I met her was insane. Like, let me tell you that story real quick. And we'll get back to the book because it actually spawns the book. So, I, I read, I read the book, um, "The Science of Getting Rich" by um, Wallace Waddles, and um, the sounds like all I'm about is is money. But when you get into this, the richness is the richness of life. And even though Wallace Waddles was talking about we need money. It's a tool that we have to do this with. Um, uh, that it was resonating with me, right? We was getting my mind in the right in the right spot, and like I want to know more about this. And the next day, I got this this message from um, LinkedIn, which was not a huge platform of mine. I never had a I've never had a message from LinkedIn. I've never had one since, but it was Dolly asking me to be a part of um, a mastermind group of Science of Getting Rich. So it was just just spawned from there. We connected and we just went from there, but she'd always sit there and tell me, you know, sit with it and ask yourself, what can I do today to get to where I want to be tomorrow? And I was like, well, mm -hmm. I, I need to wrap my head around this. So what can I do? And I, this, this inspiration just said, write a book about it. I was like, oh, okay. So I wrote this book called moving upstream without a paddle that was geared to this idea, right? I just talked about how people look at things differently and, or in, in a way that self-development is such a chore and it's because their mindset is not in the right place because they go, it's two steps forward, three steps back. And so they feel like they're moving upstream without a paddle. And like, if you look at this differently, you can literally move up the stream without a paddle. That's a different perspective because our mindset is right now and it's, it's propelling us forward. Like when you start to develop the right mindset, you have a motorboat on the back of your, of this boat, this motor on the back of your boat. And so but I wanted to give these three foundational principles is one is change the way we think, right? Change the way we think. And then a lot of other things are going to happen. We talk about gratitude in there. We talk about what action looks like. And so these three principles, thought process, actions, and gratitude are huge. And so I cover that in the book of what that looks like and how you can, you can implement this in your life and to really propel yourself forward in uh, in any endeavor that you set out to be. So that's let's talk about thought process. I'll talk about the thought process. So um the process is this, right? We have conscious thoughts and those we're gonna get a little scientific here that we have conscious thoughts. Those conscious thoughts get impressed into the subconscious mind. The subconscious my dog is trying to break through that and there he goes. Good job. That's that's thought process right there. Your that's dog. Process. <laughs> so <laughs> we have um, so the conscious thoughts go into subconscious. Subconscious generates on a high level, right? There's so much that goes on in the subconscious, but at a high level, the subconscious then generates these feelings and emotions that generate actions, and then actions give us results. So that's the, the process. So if our conscious thoughts are on our current results that are are we're not happy with, it's a negative. We're, we're in this negative state. So we have negative conscious thoughts impressed into the subconscious. Subconscious gives us negative emotions. Um, we have anxiety. We have depression. We have those those negative emotions. And so what what actions spawn from that? Right. Well, in depression. We don't. We sit on the couch. We eat bonbons. We do all kinds of craziness. That gives us the exact same results that we had. So we hit the cycle. Of, of this negativity, right? And so how do we break out of that? Well, we define what what do we want? We have to shift our focus, the conscious thought to something that's going to be more inspirational, this dose of hope, this, this these pieces. When we put our conscious thought there, that's a whole different ball game because when that goes into our subconscious, we get excitement, we get anticipation. We have this high energy and what 
actions then are that the actions are productive actions that moves us forward and we have different results. So now we have a different conscious thoughts. So we just hit a new cycle. And so it's working yeah. within that thought process to really get out of this negative, this, this place where we feel stuck into something that we are, we are progressing forward. And that's, that's how we utilize this thought process to Nate when Bob Proctor, I love how he always says, if you can see it here, you can hold it here. Well, that's what we do. Our focus that's is what on the his here. book. His book yeah. was called Thoughts Are Things. Yeah. So yeah. like when we see it here, you can hold it here because that's exactly. what we're going after. We change the thoughts and that's, that's beautiful. So well, in the essence of time, uh, we want to make sure people, first of all, know how to get the book from you how to work and how to even follow you. So go ahead and share that first. Uh, well, the book is on Amazon. Um, very nice pronunciation, by the way, on Amazon. It's on what? Very nice pronunciation. You went Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it is there. It's on Amazon. And really, that's uh, that's just the place to go. Okay, um, so perfectpublishing.com. You can click on uh, Garrett's bio read about him. You can click on the book that he has there. It'll take you right to Amazon. You can buy it. And then how do people follow you personally? On on all, well, not all the social. So I'm, I'm pretty active on I love you on TikTok. TikTok is the one where I'm seeing like this. I love that. <laughs> well, I don't do TikTok, so I, I do Instagram. Instagram, it's the gram. So the you'll big see, IG. You'll, yeah, you'll see that. You'll see reels on the gram. Um, I have a friend that calls it the gram, and it just sucks. The gram, Instagram, and Facebook are, are my big things. YouTube is about to be a big a big one too because there's going to be um, mindset talk with Dr. G is going to be on there. So that's and you have a show, right? The moving upstream without a paddle show is shifting to the mind the mindset talk with Dr. G. But yeah, I want to be, be on that show. Oh, you will be. <laughs> don't don't kid yourself. <laughs> All right. So, Garrett, I have some questions for you that are uh, aligned to the uh, Dose of Hope experience you had at the end. Mm -hmm. So uh, what are two or three books that change your life? The, the, there are three books that I even to my clients. So if, when someone comes to me for mindset coaching, that's part of it. Like, this is what I give you. What to say when you talk to yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, and then uh, U Squared by um, Price Pritchett. Three books that will just, it will just change your life. And uh, are you a proponent of Malcolm Gladwell? I'm not sure that I know Malcolm Gladwell. I will, I will, I will share his books link to you because I will say that you may have a fourth. Okay. You might. I like that. Uh, he's a human behaviorist at the highest level researcher. Okay. Uh, what movie inspires you? What's what now? Movie. What movie inspires you? Oh man, I, my favorite movie of all time is is Remember the Titans. That that's just awesome. That's it. We're getting low in time, so I just want to say that Rudy is number two of all time on the uh, Google search, and he is in Dose of Hope as of next month. Rudy is. Yeah, Rudy, the movie Rudy. Um, what's a quote you live by? Um, Vishen Lakiani. Uh, remember, look at all the trailblazers that have gone before you, and understand that you're no different. Beautiful. And who's someone you'd always like to meet? That I always like to meet. Ah, there's so many. That's a long list, man. Give, give me a couple then, quick. Well, Vishen is one. I like I, Vishen Lakiani has this a really. Good Let's thing. just leave. Hey, we'll make the list available on the on the uh, Zoom link. All right. Got it. So this is uh, Ken Roshan on Voice America, Dr. Garrett Goggins. Uh, I love you. You are Dr. Love. You're Dr. G. Love, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> new nickname right there <laughs> yeah i'll tell you you are you are the gram of the g all right um so I, I really love you brother and i look forward to seeing you in a month for the beginning of the the trailblazer um book tour that finishes the year culminates the year but really propels us into a better year next year which will possibly include cuba africa the taj mahal and the philippines is that crazy or what that is crazy i mean you just add, add antarctica and add antarctica to it and you've got the full boat so, awesome. <laughs> so uh, this is Ken Roshan on an Amplified Influencer Channel. We're so glad that you were able to tune in with us, Dr. Garrett Goggins. Please follow him, buy his book. It will change your life, and we'll see you next week. Stay amplified. If you know someone like Garrett Goggins, don't hesitate to nominate him for Dose of Hope. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.